Will you just join me in praying over our moms? God, we are grateful for the moms you put in our life to love us. God, for those of us that, um, that our mom isn't with us anymore, God, we are grateful for the years and for the love that you gave us. And God, for those that, that still have their moms with them, God, I pray that, that they would be able to, to really show their incredible appreciation for their mom and the support that they've seen and, and received from their mom. And God, we do pray a blessing over moms today. God, those, those moms that have been through thick and thin, those moms that are expectant and, and waiting to become a mom, those women that are longing and praying, God, would you give me the privilege of being a mom? God, we pray over these future moms. We pray over these moms that are here. And I pray that they would be able to feel your love, but also the love of their children. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about moms, and we're going to be talking about moms from a super mom perspective. Because yeah, I'm somebody that I believe that, that every mom has a superpower. I'm just absolutely convinced of this. In fact, I think that if you would say, oh, I don't know about that, I think that you're going to quickly go, oh, yeah, you're right. They do have superpowers. That I think about how moms, they have this superpower of stealth. That for women, before you ever become a mom, you almost pay no attention to the decibels that you create going throughout your day, doing the things that you do in your home. But once you become a mother, that you end up getting this superpower of being stealth. Because when you put that little one down to sleep, you're like going, okay, now I can finally get some things done right? And, and, and so you go in to start taking care of all the things that need to be done, whether it's taking care of your hair, taking care of yourself, whether it's taking care of household chores, rearranging that living room the way you've been wanting to. Maybe it's even doing dishes. And, and, and moms that go into stealth mode, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's superpower because you're able to do all of that while, while your little one is sleeping or they, they've learned to just kind of play by themselves for a little bit. And you're like going, okay, I, I'm going to and you do that with less noise than a Navy SEAL does on a covert mission. It, 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 I'm telling you, it is stealth, and you have this, this superpower. That, there's another superpower that I think of that moms that, that you have, and you only get this once you become a mom. And, 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 and it's that whisper yell. It's that whisper yell, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's that thing you're, you're going, you know, okay, I can't wake up the little one over here or we're in a public place and so I've got to correct you. And, I guess to, and so you, you do this whisper yell. It's like you're yelling at us while you're still whispering. Who else can do that? But a mom. It is a super power that moms end up getting, that they end up having, that, that we can see that there are all sorts of, of ways that, that moms end up being blessed, that they end up getting these different superpowers as they go throughout their day, that moms, that you are women, that, that you, when you become a mom, you end up getting supersonic hearing. And, and, and this is how we know that you have the superpower, that, that when moms say to their kids, what did you say? In case you don't know this, if you're the children here, 
It's not that they didn't hear you. They're calling you out. They're saying, oh, I want you to say that knowing that I just heard what you said, and then we're going to deal with it. Because they do, they have this superpower of this supersonic hearing. And, and, and the last one that I think of that moms have when it comes to their superpowers that, that moms get is, is that they have this superpower that, that we'll just call it the death glare. Right? That, that it's, hey, I, I don't have the ability, I'm too far across the room, and, and I'm not going to be able to raise, I'm not going I'm to raise my voice. I'm going to correct you. I'm going to stop you in your tracks right where you are. And, I, and I'm just waiting for you to look and make eye contact. And then it's like. <laughs> and they give you that death. It is a superpower that moms have. See, see every mom is a super mom. Every mom has these, these powers, these, these abilities that, that they are given once they become a mom. And they have these so that they can do everything within their power to protect us, to provide for us, to be able to, to move us along in life so we're, we're going to be able to be independent one day and live on our own. This is what they do with their superpowers. But yet, because you have superpowers that you are a supermom, it doesn't make you a perfect mom because none of us are perfect. And, and one of the mistakes that, that we might make as, as children is that we might make the mistake of expecting our mom to be perfect. And, and if we make this mistake, whenever mom lets us down because we've made the mistake of thinking that they had to be perfect, it's us putting them in a place that they never should have had to be put in when we get disappointed because they aren't perfect. That I think it's nonsense to believe that, that, that our parenting can be perfect. That nobody's going to be a perfect parent. And it's, it's nonsense to believe that there's no room to improve in the way that we love and care for and provide for our kids, that yes, there is going to be room to improve and that we can be doing this better, that it's nonsense to believe that parents can't be the most significant influencer in the lives of children. That yeah, there are professional influencers out there, but it shouldn't ever stop a parent. Moms, it should never stop you from believing that you can be the most significant influencer in the lives of your children. And it's nonsense to believe that, that the best family dynamics are created by accident because it takes being intentional to create the best family dynamics that we could ever hope for in our family's lives. <clears throat> and I think it's nonsense to believe that we can ignore the unique role that a mom plays in raising kids. That the kind of love and nurture and care and protection that we get from a mom is like no other. That a woman begins to care for her own children. <clears throat> whether it be that this is biological mom, whether this is mom who is adopted or this is mom who is fostering. That, that when mom has begun to, to care for her 
children. It's, it's when this happens, it is this sixth sense that comes along, this mom sense that comes along into their lives. And it's through this mom sense that moms end up getting this superpower in the way that they are able to care for, love, protect, nurture, provide for their children. And it's something that, that on every Mother's Day, and moms, happy Mother's Day to you. It's, it's something that on every Mother's Day that we stop and we pause and we just recognize how super you are and how super you have been in our lives. And it doesn't stop when we move out of our home. It, it remains all the way through. So thank you, moms, for who you are and how it is that you have been mom. Thank you. And this is a day that we, as children, get to pause and thank you in, in, in the unique ways that everybody will take the time to do this today. Well, I think when it comes to parenting, <clears throat> that, that there are things that, that a mom does instinctually better than what a dad can do. That, that I, I think that there are, are these roles that, that mom are, are very unique in the way that they instinctually just begin to, to provide and protect and care for and, and nurture in a way that goes far beyond what, what a dad is capable of doing. I think the dads have some unique roles. But we're not going to talk about those today because it's Mother's Day and we're going to recognize how you as moms, how you have this ability to be able to love, provide, care for, and protect us like no one else. To, to be there for us emotionally. To be there for us and to guide us and to provide for us physically. To be there for us and to lead us and guide us spiritually. That you have a unique role and a unique ability in how you get to play a role. A very significant role in raising and nurturing and loving your kids. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but moms, it, it's, it's different than, than dads, and this is why Mother's Day is a little bit different than Father's Day as well, is because moms, moms are, are never surprised that you're a mom, right? I mean, I mean you, you don't like um, get a phone call one day and, and, you know, it's been three years since you talked to this person, and all of a sudden, they're telling you... Um, had just want to let you know that um, you're a mom. It doesn't happen. That, that, that you don't get to be a mom and not know it. That, that, that it is always known that you are a mom. But, but when you think about it, that dads don't always know that they're a dad. That's not a compliment. But dads, you just don't always know. And sometimes you might find out later that you were dad and you didn't know it. Sometimes you might not ever find out that you were dad. And you, but moms, you always know that you're a mom. That no, nobody pulls a fast one on you. No, you, you, you no, nobody comes along and says, hey, this is your kid. And you're like going, um, I don't, can I get a DNA test? Because I'm not convinced. That's what, it, that just doesn't, you know, you know. Because you birthed that child and you know that child 
is yours. That I doubt we have any moms here that are, that are struggling in their perfection. I, I doubt we have any moms here that, 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 that go to uh, Mother's Anonymous and they show up at Mother's Anonymous and, and they begin to reveal um, that, hello, my name is Cindy and I'm a perfect mom <laughs> with perfect kids and a perfect husband and we have a perfect home. We live in the perfect community yeah, and, and just go on and on with all the... Per- we don't have that. But what we do have is we have moms that love us like nobody else. That is what we do have. And this morning, I just want to take some time to look at three endless powers found in a mom. There's three endless powers that that we get to find in moms, and and we're going to be looking at, no doubt, I think, the most famous mom of all time. We're going to be looking at Mother Mary, the mother of Jesus, and we're going to look and we're going to see things that she has, these endless powers, but I believe that these are the same endless powers that every mom has. And this first endless power that moms have, we'll call it celebration. That it's an endless power that, that moms know how to celebrate us. They, they, they never stop celebrating us. They never stop recognizing accomplishments or tasks. We, and they just constantly celebrate us doing our best or trying harder, achieving something. Moms have this endless power of celebration in our lives. That circumstances, they might attempt to rob you of your reasons to celebrate. But even then, moms won't stay defeated when it comes to her children. And she will begin to see the things that can and should be celebrated about their children. And moms... You, you, you celebrate the, the tiniest of things. That, that when your child says their first word, you celebrate it. When your child gives you hope that you're not going to have to stay in diapers for the rest of their life because they peed in the potty, you celebrate that. That you look for these reasons. When a child loses their first tooth, you just celebrate it with them. That as they're beginning to mature and move on in life, as, as your child goes off to kindergarten, you celebrate it. But at the same time, you begin to recognize that this window of them being in your home is moving and closing. And it won't be long before they're out on their own. And when your kid graduates from high school, you celebrate it. Before they graduate from high school, they enter these teenage years. And and, and you discover something. You discover that those terrible twos kind of look like terrific twos compared to these teenage years. But even through all the teenage years, you keep looking and finding and discovering 
the things about your children that you can celebrate. And you do, and you take the time to to celebrate and to cheer them on. And when they move out on their own, when they find their career, when, when they start a new family that's their family, that moms, you celebrate and you cherish in your heart all the things that you see your children do. That, that moms, you have a role that you play in the household. That, that you are the chief celebration officer. You are the CCO of your family. And, and your family knows it. And, and they look to you for this. And the most famous mom, the first time we see her celebrating is that she's celebrating her unplanned pregnancy. It was God's plan, but it wasn't her plan. That she wasn't planning on this. In fact, she was engaged to Joseph and he certainly wasn't planning on it because he knew he wasn't the dad. But yet we get to see her celebrate this. We're gonna look at this in Luke chapter one. We're gonna start in verse 45, and she's got an an aunt, Elizabeth, that she says, bless, and she's talking about Mary because Mary's already found out that she is going to give birth to the Messiah, the Christ child. Blessed is she who has believed the Lord would fulfill his promise to her, his promise that he would send his anointed one, his chosen one into the world, and he had told Mary this. Verse 46, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name and his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. And he has performed mighty deeds with his arms and he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. And he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty and he has helped his servant Israel. Remember to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. That that Mary, as she's being told this, that that she is going to give birth to Christ. And she would be told later to name him Jesus. Instead of panicking, she celebrated. And she celebrated this one that she would give birth to. The joy of being a mother, even though it wasn't in the plans that she would have made. But she trusted God's plan of allowing her to be this mother. And she celebrates this. And celebration that we see from our moms is just one of these reasons that causes us to love you. Because we know and we trust that you're going to celebrate us. That you celebrate the accomplishments. But yet when it comes to dads, we tend to look at kids and we go, "Um, yeah, there's still room for improvement. (laughs) But moms, you tend to just celebrate the accomplishments 
that are at hand. Because moms, you instinctually always look to the bright side. So it's one of these endless powers found in a mom, a celebration. So another endless power that we find in a mom is determination. The, the mom power, and that, and, and that moms, you, you are determined. That, that nobody wants to mess with a mom that has gone into protective mode for her kids. Because you are determined to stand ground for them. That you are determined that you're not going to give up on them. You have this determination that even no matter what path you see your children taking, that, that, that you go, that's not what I would have picked for you. You have this determination that I'm never going to give up on you. And you keep gently nudging and guiding and trying to get your children back on the right track. The one thing that every mom that you will experience is frustration. That we as kids, we frustrate our moms. And, and, and these frustrations, they end up bringing these, these false conclusions that they get frustrated. Moms, you get frustrated with, with, with your kids' behaviors. You get frustrated with their irresponsibility. You get frustrated with their lack of, of working through the academics and doing what needs to be done to be able to do the work that is asked of them. You get frustrated with some of the friend choices. You get frustrated with some of the work ethic. That you end up getting frustrated with sometimes the dating choices. All of this frustration comes, but yet you remain determined. And frustration, it brings heartache. But determination brings hope. And moms, you have this determination. You have this ability in you to hold on to hope. No matter what you see your kids doing. That you have this determination. And moms are determined to believe the best for your kids. And we love you for this. There's an episode in, in, in our Bible that involves Mother Mary that she ends up getting frustrated and we get to see some determination happen. And she's conflicted and she's frustrated because she cannot find her preteen son. So let's look at this together in Luke chapter 2. We'll start in verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. This, this was something that, that every Jew would go in and they would celebrate this annually. It was a celebration of remembering that, that God delivered them from captivity from, from the Egyptians. And, and he did this in a very miraculous way because the Pharaoh would not let the people go. And, and, and so the angel of death came through. And as this angel of death passed through the land of Egypt... <clears throat> Every firstborn male, child, livestock, animal, died. Except for the homes where God had instructed, take this hyssop 
and take the blood of a sacrificial lamb and paint that with the hyssop branches, paint it over the doorpost, this blood. And then as a family, prepare this lamb and eat this lamb and stay in this home. And if you will do all of this, the angel of death will pass over your home and you will not have any consequences. But for anybody who does not do this, and that was the Egyptians, that the angel of death was going to take the firstborn male. And so they would celebrate every year. They still do. Jews still celebrate this. It's the biggest celebration that they do is this Passover. And so every year they go up to Jerusalem for this festival of the Passover. In verse 42, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. And you're thinking, especially moms, uh, how, how are you unaware of your preteen son not being with you? And, and, and it was their, their mode of caravanning. And, and, and then this mode of caravanning, that they, they, there would be thousands of them traveling together. And in this caravan, the, the, the women and the children would be at the front of the caravan, and the men would be at the back of the caravan. And you still might be going, well, that doesn't tell me if anything, women, you're like going, uh, that's all the more reason why we shouldn't, how, how was this? He was 12 years old. And in Jewish culture, this was the transition time to manhood. And so Mary's up front in the caravan, and Jesus isn't around, and so it's easy for her to assume he's back with Joe. And, and, and Joseph's back here, and as he's hanging out back here with the other guys, he's like going, I guess Jesus isn't ready to step back here to manhood yet. He's still up there one last season of being with his mom. Now, I guess next year he'll be hanging back here. And, and, and so they're traveling, and, and Jesus, he's, he's missing, not just for an hour or two, or three, not just for a day or two, but three days. Jesus has not been with them for three days. And then they discover this and they're like going, we, 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 need, to, we need to find him. He, Jesus, we, we, we need to find him. Verse 43 after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Verse 44, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. It's as if they were calling him and he wasn't answering his phone. But they cannot find him. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. Could you imagine the mental condition of a mom that has not seen her 12-year-old for three days, not knowing where he is, where he could be? It is the determination that takes over in this determination to find your child. 
Verse 46, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. He's 12 years old and the scholars are listening to him and taking notes. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, Why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. For me, growing up, if my mom would have asked that, that would have been a rhetorical question. (laughs) That wouldn't have been one that I am supposed to verbally answer. That would put me in more hot water, as my mom would like to call it. Verse 49, why were you searching for me? Jesus asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? And I think only Jesus could give an answer like that and not be accused of smarting back. (laughs) Well, let's finish up. Let's wrap it up. So this third endless power that moms that, that you have is this power of affirmation. This power of affirmation, this power of affirming your children, that you do this like nobody else. And Mary, no doubt, gave affirmation to her son, Jesus. In John chapter 2, starting in verse 2, Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding that his mom was at. And when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And Jesus' response to his mom is, uh, why are you involving me? It's it's not my time to be doing anything. And then I can almost picture what happens next. Because Mary turns to the servants that are present and she tells them, do whatever he tells you to do. And I can almost see her winking at Jesus, going, I know you're going to come through for me, son. She's just affirming him that he really is the savior of the world and that he has these powers. And what Jesus ends up doing is he does, he ends up turning water to wine. That there's this wedding going on, they run out of, he turns water to wine. And and how much water does he turn to wine? About 180 gallons of wine is what he produces just by thinking about it. And he, and he did over 900 containers, bottles of wine, over 4,000 servings of wine that Jesus creates instantly. And so he tells these servants to now take this and, and to go give it and provide it. Verse nine, as this event planner is receiving this, it goes, says he did not realize where it, the wine, had come from. And though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. Then he called the bridegroom bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. And what Jesus did in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed him that two things stand out to me here. That Jesus' first miracle involved him honoring his mother. And and Jesus' first miracle 
you gotta appreciate this, was to keep the party going, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it was, it's his first miracle. And, and nobody said, but his mom just affirmed him on what he was. He was the savior of the world. And one last passage. As Jesus was giving his life, hanging on the cross, his mother was present. We need to read this in John 19. We'll start in verse 25. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, and that would be John. It wasn't that he didn't love the others, but that was just an affection term that he had for him. He said to her, woman, here is your son. He wasn't referring to himself on the cross. Here's, here's your son. Woman, here is your son as he looks at John. And then to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. And while Jesus was on that cross making provision for this world that desperately needs forgiveness that can only be given through him, Jesus, he paused long enough and doing his ultimate work, he paused long enough to provide for his mother. his way of letting her know how much he loves her and how much she made a difference in his life. And moms, you do this. And sometimes we, as children, we, we don't do the best job of letting you know how grateful and how appreciative we are for you. And so we get to take a day like today, Mother's Day, and every year we build it in. It's on our calendar for us to, to stop and pause and let you know just how much you mean to us. Because moms, you have something that nobody else has. You have mom sense. And you use mom sense for the benefit of your children. And for that, we are grateful. Let's pray. God, there's nothing like a mom. There's nothing like a mom that loves us. That leads us. That celebrates us. That's determined for our best to never give up on us. And there's nothing like a mom that affirms us. God, thank you for knowing what we needed and for giving moms that ability and desire give us just what we need.
Jesus, it's in your name we pray.